Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Wednesday, October 26th. Today is National Pumpkin Day. Happy National Pumpkin Day. Trending this hour, NASA. They have announced their Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Research Team. It's a 16-person team that will begin reviewing unexplained UAPs, and the team will announce their findings next year. Also trending, the Powerball jackpot. It's now at $700 million for tonight's drawing. This makes it the fifth largest prize in the history of the game. There have been no winners after 35 straight drawings. And finally, trending this hour, it is the Pennsylvania Senate debate between John Fetterman and Dr. Oz. It was their first and only debate that took place last night. The candidates declared their stances on issues like abortion, the economy, fracking, and a whole lot more. And, and okay, so a couple things on this. Number one, everybody who. <laughs> Everybody who allowed John Fetterman to do that debate last night, from his family, his wife, his friends, and certainly his campaign staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you can't fire your wife or your family, but <laughs> those two, those people, his wife and his family, should just be just ashamed of themselves that they've allowed him to continue to do this. But everyone in his campaign staff who allowed him to do this, knowing, I mean, you know internally what your guy is capable of. Mm-hmm. And they kept trying to make it like, well, you know, there's a couple goofs, you know, here or there when he's doing these interviews and, you know, a couple words that don't compute, but by and large, it'll be fine and we can't let him look like a coward. Those people should all be fired because clearly it wasn't that he was, you know, the, 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 there's just one or two instances here. I mean, from the word go where he says, hi, everybody, good night throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, 82% on that news station's poll said Oz won. I don't know who the 18% were that thought Fetterman won, but I mean, it's over. At what point, you have to give it up. You have to quit defending him. Yeah, I, I mean, it's over. But here is here is what this should also tell you. When someone refuses to debate, there is always a reason they refuse to debate. And that is they are hiding something from you and they don't want to get pinned down. Mm -hmm. So let's take, for example, here in Indiana. Look, Todd Young, to his credit, went out there and debated. Mm -hmm. Now, he showed you what he was and had Cineac the Libertarian brought any sort of heat on him. He might have crumbled under the podium itself because Todd Young's a terrible debater. And when he's forced to explain his record in public, we see what happens. But give him credit. He showed up, and he vaguely answered most of the questions. Who didn't debate? Diego Morales. Diego Morales. Secretary of State. The Secretary of State candidate. The Republican candidate for Secretary of State refused to stand on a stage with Jeff Moore and Destiny Wells and debate. And if you watched what happened last night... Mm You see why Dr. or not Dr. Oz, but Fetterman did not want to debate Dr. Oz. You see why they pushed back against it. Now, ultimately, they gave in because they thought, well, people are going to hold it against us if we don't, and we got to risk trying to get this guy through. That proved to be an egregious mistake. Are you going to reward Diego Morales for being more uh, cowardly than Dr. Oz? That's what you got, or Dr. than Fetterman against Dr. Oz. That's what you have to decide as a voter, because at least Fetterman, at the end of the day, and it totally torpedoed his campaign, mm-hmm. had the courage to stand up there and say, Here I am, world. 
judge it. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. There's a reason Diego Morales would not will not stand on a stage with Jeff Moore and Destiny Wells in debate. Doesn't even have the courage to Are do that. Are you going to hold Diego Morales to a, a uh, lower... Are you going to let him get away with this? When if it were John Fetterman, that's all we'd have been talking about the past three weeks is how Fetterman will not get on a stage in debate because he has something to hide. Many people are saying that Fetterman's responses were painful to watch. They were. It was terrible. He he has that guy has no business, no business, being in charge of cutting a cemetery, much less being one of the 100 most powerful people in the entire. Country, world. world, country, whatever you want to say. Yeah. But the the point is, when some this is what everybody should take away from this here, because look, we don't have a say in what's going on in Pennsylvania. We don't. Yeah. But when someone refuses to debate, because debating should be the easiest and greatest thing a candidate can do. Why? Because they are giving you, they being the media. I mean, think about. It. So Diego's running ads on our station right now. Mm-hmm. Great, fine. Any candidate can do that. He's paying an exorbitant price, because I know what our ads are, and we get it because they get results, to have his message delivered to you, the WIBC audience. He could have had that same message delivered for free if he'd have come in on this show or Tony's show or Hammer and Nigel's show. Mm -hmm. He won't do that. He could have had that message delivered for free to statewide television. Screw WIBC, whoa, whoa, the big stations all across the, the state. He could have delivered that message for no money free statewide television, and he won't do it. Why is that? Why would someone... just Again, does it make any sense, Casey, that someone would pay exorbitant monies... Mm-hmm. To pay to have their message out there when it could have been free. And you can, you can square that however you want. I know there'll be a whole bunch of people who, at the end of the day, will say, well, yeah, but we can't let Democrats control the elections, and they'll just vote for the guy. And so what you're saying... You're essentially saying that Diego should be held to a lower standard than John Fetterman. Hmm. I just I just wanted to bring that back whole, but or home, but as a collective, yes, John Fetterman. That was the worst. I, I, screw debate. It was the worst political anything I've ever seen in the history uh, of ever. And everyone around him should be fired. Do you think Savannah Guthrie owes Dasha Burns an apology? Oh yeah. This is the reporter who said that Fetterman couldn't small talk. And she got a ton of heat. A lot of people were saying she needs to be reprimanded. And Fetterman's wife said she should face consequences for saying that. And now people are saying this Dasha Burns, the reporter who interviewed him a week ago, was easy on him. Again, people will defend anything and anyone for all sorts of political reasons. I mean, look at the mental pretzel twisting people are doing with Todd Young. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know this happens. And there will be there will be hundreds, well, it's Pennsylvania, there will be over a million people who will likely cast their vote for John Fetterman. Knowing what they know, this race will still be, I don't know, 52, 48, 53, 47. I mean, it should be 99-1 mm-hmm. after last night. But there will be lots of people who, no matter what you do, will still cast the vote for whatever their ideological altar kneeling details that they or demands that they they have to do it or fear in some cases for some people just pure fear of the other side well the moderator said it that the senate race in pennsylvania will have a direct result on the rest of the country what's that say that again the moderator pointed out last night during the debate yes. that the pennsylvania sure. senate race will have 
consequences sure. for the rest of the country. There's a great chance the Pennsylvania race. Now, I think it'll end up being 52-48, but it could be for control of the United States Senate. Look, Oz is a total zero. Everybody knows that. But Oz is a million times better than the alternative. And I don't know what the libertarian alternative is in Pennsylvania. I don't live there. He was not included in the debate, either because there isn't one, or he didn't want to be there, or they excluded him. I, I don't know. That's for them to decide. But I'm telling you what, as much as I knowing nothing about the libertarian, as much as I strongly dislike Dr. Oz and I strongly dislike the establishment wing of the Republican Party, mm-hmm. you, you'd probably have to go in there and go, this guy, the other guy, is a total nut job. Mm-hmm. And you can't, I mean, you just, you can't have that. So, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I say this knowing nothing about the libertarian, if there is indeed one running or any sort of independence, you, you'd have to just say, I guess, yay. <laughs> Oz is our guy. (laughs) It's 14 minutes after 10. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels and the White House COVID-19 response coordinator believes there's reason to remain optimistic, although he is anticipating a winter surge of COVID. He's keeping a close eye on several of the variants and he's encouraging everyone to make sure their vaccinations are updated. This all happened during a briefing at the White House and uh, he, he said he was he was trying to make sense of in-person learning versus non-in-person learning in regards to schools and the kids. Yeah, so this is Biden's uh, COVID Gurus are COVID czar, whatever you want yeah. to call it, and the there's a the, a thing that everybody needs to wake up to that's going on in this country right now, and it is happening at a more rapid pace every single day, in which politicians, and it's true of both sides. Now the difference is the Republicans get held to account on it almost every single time they do it. Will will literally attempt to rewrite history. They will. The I mean, Fetterman was a great example last night when we did the thing on fracking. Mm-hmm. The dude was against fracking forever, mm-hmm. and then he goes, "No, no, no, I'm for fracking." And the, to the, the the moderator's credit, they said, "Hey, here's this. Would you like to explain?" And it was, I mean, because they think they can get away with it. It's mm-hmm. why Biden does it because most of the time with the media, they get away with it. And so here is Biden's COVID czar. We all know the left was completely against schools being open. They fought schools being open. The teachers' unions fought schools being open. They did everything they could do to keep in-person learning from happening. If it was happening, there was happening even places here in Indiana. You know it was happening on a much grander scale in places like New York and California and Illinois. And yet, Biden's COVID czar comes out and goes, yeah, you know, we, we've always been for in-person learning. I think there are many of us in the public health community who are arguing for in-person education as safe, doable, really useful for children. Um, There is not one single view, but I think there is no question about it. Uh, Many of us believe from relatively early in the pandemic that that it was really important for kids to have in-person education and advocated for it. Obviously, I was advocating as an outside, you know, as an academic expert. They just didn't listen to him, apparently. So the nation's report card came out, and it found that things are bad and worse than we even thought. Poor performance among fourth through eighth graders, and uh, very steep drops in math scores. 
real quick, I want to play one more clip from this guy attempting to explain how Biden could declare the pandemic over. Mm -hmm. And yet yesterday, as he said, COVID is still a global health emergency at the same time. This is great. Uh, Dr. Shah, would it be more accurate to say that the pandemic has moved or evolved than to say that the pandemic is over? The president said that, obviously, several weeks ago, but that declaration doesn't seem consistent with the conditions that you're describing. Yeah, what the president said several weeks ago also was he said COVID is not over and we still continue to fight COVID, and we do. And what we're describing today, what the president described today, what I'm talking about today, is that COVID continues to kill several hundred Americans every day. Um, Right now, it is probably the third leading cause of death among Americans, Um, and probably the number one cause of preventable deaths among Americans. So it continues to be a substantial challenge, and we are focused on fighting COVID every day. Well, certainly our team is, literally that is that is what we focus on. And the president continues to be focused on this. And so um, whatever terminology we use, I think the bottom line is COVID continues to be a substantial problem, and, and we're out there fighting it. But it's, it's more than just terminology, isn't it? I mean, there's a message in saying that the pandemic is over that just doesn't seem, at least to my ears, to jive with saying COVID is still a problem. Well, yeah, the president, even even back at the uh, the Detroit Auto Show, said COVID is not over. COVID continues to be a problem, um, and that's the way we have seen this. That COVID continues to be a challenge, and our job is to continue fighting COVID to do everything we can to reduce the number of people who are getting infected, getting seriously ill, and dying from COVID. COVID will never be over, and that's why it was ridiculous that their goal and goals of mayors and you know governors and it was zero COVID. It's never going to be over. It'll be like the flu, ever-evolving, changing each year. Yes. A different shot to get every year. As some of us told you from the moment it showed up. Yeah. From March 12th, 2020, Biden, by the way, urging everybody to get boosted and do so by Halloween. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. The president was among many Democrats last year who criticized Georgia's Election Integrity Act, called it a right-wing attempt to suppress black votes. And then in October of 21, he described the law as a Jim Crow in the 21st century. January of this year, he described the law as Jim Crow 2.0. And do you remember last year the controversy ultimately resulted in the Major League Baseball uh, pulling their all-star game from Atlanta? Yes, and they and this was the best part of this. This is why everyone is... Homer Simpson once said, everyone's stupid but me. Um, <laughs> uh, they moved it to Colorado, mm-hmm. which even before Georgia changed their voting laws, or even, I'm sorry, even... I think even after Georgia changed their voting laws, Colorado still had stricter voting laws than Georgia does. I think that I'm almost 95% sure that is how it ended up playing out. The changes to Georgia's voting laws still made them less strict than Colorado, where they moved the election to. And I believe Georgia's, Georgia's voting laws are still less strict than Delaware, where Biden lives. Mm-hmm. Well, despite all of this, the chief operating officer in the office of the Georgia Secretary of State announced that right now, early voting is shattering records. More than a million Georgians have voted early, and you which know, is a big increase in the past couple of years. And you know why that is, Casey? The reason it is, is because asking someone to show an ID and prove who they are is not racist. 
It is. You know what is racist? Assuming that black people cannot produce an ID. That is the most racist thing, and the Democrats do this all the time, and they never get held to account on it. Mm-hmm. That is racist. Everybody plays by the same rules. In Indiana, Abdul, who knows Flash is black, plays by the same rules that you and I do when we go to vote. Mm-hmm. Hello, here is my name. Do you have a piece of ID? Why, yes, I do. Thank you. The voting machine is over there. Here's how you operate it. Enjoy your vote. Thanks for civic participation. Mm-hmm. There's nothing racist about that. There's nothing discriminatory about that. You know what it is? Is it prevents people from cheating. Right. And so when people go, election denier, and blah, 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 blah. Why did Georgia change their laws if there was nothing silly going on. Why did the Supreme Court step in in Pennsylvania and say they could not change the law again like they did in 2020 if it was all up and above board? There's reasons there are laws. There's reasons you have to prove who you are in order to vote. And it doesn't make you racist or trying to stymie someone's civic participation. Show an ID that proves who you are. There's a million different ways you can get an ID that works. And they'll go out of their way if you try to vote to make sure that you are involved in the civic process. Yeah, Jackie Walorski knew that here in Indiana. She was instrumental in making that happen here in the Hoosier State. So so back to your point, though, you said record participation. Mm-hmm. So Cringe on Pierre gets asked, hey, how could it be Jim Crow if record numbers of people are participating right. after the law was passed? And this is this may be the greatest audio we've ever played on this show. Go. And speaking generally, of course, more broadly, uh, of course, uh, high turnout and voter suppression can take place at the same time. They don't have to be, uh, one doesn't have to happen on its own. It could be happening at the same time. But I'll leave it there without being able to really dig into uh, the politics of this. We have created a law in which record numbers of people are participating, but it could be voter, pers- uh, it still could be v- voter suppression. Mm-hmm. It's both at the same, at the same time. time. Same time it's going on. The economy is strong as hell, and we have record high inflation. Same time. You know what we should not suppress, Casey? One of these is not right. It is uh, Kurt Darling? Yes, it is the news with Kurt Darling, and that <laughs> is coming up next. It's 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That's our phone number. If you'd like to contribute, we would like to hear from you. It's time for our favorite portion of the program where you chime in with your voicemails. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. All right. So yesterday we got into a discussion about a lady, I believe it was from Michigan. Mm -hmm. Alpina. Who had, and you know right where that's at. I do. Who had lifted <laughs> allegedly a thousand dollars or so in merchandise mm-hmm. from Walmart via the U scan? Right. And so I had asked the question about how the loss prevention works for the U scan, because again, in the Brownsburg Walmart where I live, I think I'm guessing there's eight U scan mm-hmm. kiosks or whatever they're called, mm-hmm. and they're in a square. And there's one person there to like help people if you Monitor. have a right. So how do you, as the eye in the sky person, keep track of eight people at the same time? Are there eight people back there? And at some point, when does the cost of loss prevention pass the cost of paying someone to man? A register. register. Yeah. And so we kind of got into a discussion about that. And somebody with some experience called in and, and let us know. Hi, Kendall and Casey. This is John. 
and we own a security company, and some of the places that we uh, uh, have officers at are Walmarts. And it's amazing to me that this one in Texas or wherever it was uh, got so much attention because uh, what she did is called a push-out. And we have those that, that in our area, Indianapolis, all the time, usually several times a night at each one. So just to give you an idea, this is what happens in our world. Thanks. Bye. And the reason this is a big deal is not just, hey, this person's a criminal and Walmart, it's someone else's stuff and you shouldn't steal someone else's stuff. But the price of stuff is based on the the amount of chance this will happen. So the more this happens, the more they raise the price of Mm -hmm. stuff to account for the stuff Mm -hmm. that gets stolen. And so every person has a vested interest in preventing this from happening. You probably enjoy the self-checkout. I do. Don't you? You can just get in and out yes. quickly. I generally don't have a large amount of things mm-hmm. either. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've heard both, both ways. Some people like it. Some people don't. Because then when you try to leave the store, you have to prove that you pay for it with your receipt. But this is a different situation because this woman was scanning some of her items, but not all of them. Well, and I rarely get asked to show a receipt. There's usually someone at the door, but I honest face. very rarely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, speaking of people who do not like the U-Scan, mm-hmm. we got a call about that from our buddy Drake. Hey, Robin Casey, it's your boy Drake. I just wanted to let you know, my wife and I, we never use self-checkout because, uh, well, we promote jobs, uh, plain and simple. And also, guess what? Only one more day until a night with WIBC. It's going to be epic. (laughs) Uh, So this is is interesting, right? I mean, he makes a good point. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the more people that need to do something, the more work there is. Mm -hmm. You know what I also promote, though? My time. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember as a boy what it used to be like when you had to always go through a register or a scanner or whatever with someone else doing it. Because you're waiting there, and that's why they have the impulse items there by the register. I generally, I would guess, get no more than 20 items. I'm that person who makes multiple trips to the store Mm -hmm. a week. And so why would I stand in line when I can just zip, zip in and out? Yeah. Well, like he mentioned, though, you're taking away a job from a cashier. But isn't this the company's way of reducing? Yes. It's the company's way of reducing reducing overhead and expense. Now, again, so it comes back to this, we'll go full circle on this question. Is that outweighing the loss prevention? I just want the cheapest food possible at this point, Casey. (laughs) You're not alone in that desire. Uh, One of the things that we talk about quite a bit on this show is how the current president allegedly got 81 million legal votes, Mm -hmm. and we have long questioned um, how that could be, given the fact that he very rarely ever left his basement, and when he did leave his basement, there were like six people at these rallies, Mm -hmm. all in giant, socially distanced circles, and there was almost zero enthusiasm. And it's probably just a huge, giant coincidence that at a time across the country where there was mass mail and unaccountable voting, that this guy allegedly got 81 million legal votes. And how could you get 81 million legal votes, do most of what you promised you would do if elected, and then everybody be mad at you? This is the question we ask. Mm -hmm. And somebody wanted to comment on that. Hi, guys. listen to your show all the time. Love the broadcast. I I travel for work primarily, and in, in 2020, during the election, I was in 28 different states, mostly in the South and the Southwest and the East Coast. 
and came back to Indiana on their almost uh, election time. And the only two Biden signs I saw <laughs> in the whole of those 28 states were two miles apart on Highway 36 in Indiana. So there is not a snowball's chance in hell that this man got 81 million votes. Not a snowball's chance in hell. I mean, look, it's a fair question. How It is a fair question and not an unreasonable one to say, mm-hmm. how did a guy who almost never left his basement, who when he did have live events, there was almost no one there, mm-hmm. and how is it just a coincidence that this guy got 81 million votes at a time where states... Oftentimes, at the in the case of like Pennsylvania, the objection of their legislature, mass mail-in unaccountable voting. Am I just supposed to believe that was all a big coincidence and on the up and up? I mean, I guess if I don't, then some people think I'm a democracy-hating, semi-fascist election denier. But who were these people? You want him to call and leave a message. 317-684-8444. And how does a guy get 81 million legal votes Mm -hmm. and then within less than two years' time has an approval percentage of about six? (laughs) I mean, I I don't think that makes you an unreasonable person. And he's doing what he said he was going to do, too, for all of those 81 million votes. Yes. He told you what he was going to do. Mm -hmm. He's done exactly what he said if you were paying attention. Yeah. It is 1039 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So this week, the Fetterman-Oz debate wasn't the only one that happened. And there was another one that uh-huh. happened for governor in Michigan yeah. between Gretchen Whitmer and her challenger, D- que- T- Tudor Dixon. Question. Answer. So you, so you lived in Michigan. Twice. And so, the, like, for me, I pay attention to North Carolina politics. Because you lived there for because, a while. Yes, I was there. You know, mm-hmm. I owned a business there. I know when I see names and stories, for the most part, I still mm-hmm. know most of the people that they're talking about. So I will still watch like local elections, mm-hmm. things like that from where I own my business at just to see the names or whatever. Do you do that with Michigan? I do do that with Michigan. And I'll take it even further. I am still on somebody's data list. Yes, this is wild. And you're getting Michigan mail at your home in Indiana, which is very bizarre. Yeah. And I thought that was a a forwarded mail, but it didn't even look like that. But I did get a text that I wanted to share with you. It says, hey there, my name is Jennifer and I'm a volunteer with the Michigan Dems. Oh. Is this Casey? I said, yep. Oh, you responded. I did because Uh I wanted to know if it was a bot. Mm Mm-hmm. Hi, Casey. I'm supporting Governor Gretchen Whitmer this year because tough times call for tough people, and she's been fighting to put Michiganders first. Sure. Can we count on you to support Gretchen Whitmer in the upcoming election for governor in 2020? Uh Uh-huh. I responded, are you talking about the lady running against Tudor Dixon? (laughs) (laughs) She said, yes. I said, okay, we're having a conversation here. Yeah, it's a real person. You got a live body there. Right. What are Whitmer's top priorities? And she said, she has several that are very important. She's putting Michigan first by fighting against the 1931 abortion ban oh. that would jail doctors and nurses, bringing jobs and auto jobs to Michigan uh-huh. and cutting costs for hardworking Michiganders. Oh. So I replied, she's putting abortion as a top priority over inflation and the economy. What are her plans to slow crime? What? How does Whitmer feel about the governor's executive powers to close businesses being taken away? What does Whitmer think about Sunday's Trafalgar poll that calls the race a toss-up? Guess what the response was? What? Crickets. Oh, I think they finally figured out that 
if indeed you were participating in this election, you had made up your mind. Well, I wanted her to respond so that I could say, hey, thanks. Yeah. Real, real convincing. Yeah. By the way, I don't live there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I can't vote anyway. At least it was a live body. It was. That's true. Uh, but now I'm on uh, Todd Young's. Uh, you ever get that yard sign, by the way? No, I never did. Nine million solicitations for money, but uh, zero <laughs> yard signs, which is why initially you had sent the request. Right. It's 1042 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and he's celebrating his 20th anniversary with his beautiful bride. Hammer's up next from 93 WIBC. Baseball. Basketball. The Viagra Boys. Wiener dog. <laughs> I'm telling you, there needs to be a rager right after a night with WIBC. Kevin needs to arrange this. Like, this seems like something that would be in his wheelhouse. Yeah, would you guys actually go to it? No, not with you. (laughs) (laughs) So put this together and do it, and good luck. I gave up partying with Hammer and Nigel after Nigel stole my Long Island at Kilroy's and Broad Ripple all those years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he drank it, didn't he? Yeah, right in in front of me. One gulp. He big-timed me, drank my Long Island, and then stumbled out to his cab. Mm-hmm. Kind of a power move. By it was. Big oh, yeah, I'm sitting there. This must have been 10 years ago now. I don't know, whatever it was. Hey, there's my buddy Nigel. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to impress this girl. Walked right up. Hey, Nigel, what's going on? A drunken Nigel looking surprised at me. <laughs> hey, Rob Kendall. Mm-hmm. Pats me on the back, grabs my pitcher, chugs the pitcher, hands it back to me, Walks stumbles away. towards the door. Perfect. <laughs> He's still doing that, too. And the best part is he was, so, he was so drunk, he has no memory of it, so I can make it whatever I need it to be all these years later. It was almost Chet from Weird Science-like. <laughs> hey, that looks pretty good. Now make yourself one, blank weed. <laughs> <laughs> happy verse, happy anniversary, Hammer. Yeah, so 20 years. 20 years with wow. me and uh, the missus. Wow. Um, but, you know, I put a Facebook post out, a tweet, and that's pretty much the extent of our For day. For your 20-year anniversary, that seems like a big one. Yeah, but we're not those people. And thank God Crystal's not like this. Yeah. She's not one of these girls of, what are you going to do for my anniversary? Like... Our kids got events today. I got to work. She's got to work. We'll go to Vegas or Florida some other time. Here's mm-hmm. the thing, though, and having worked with you both on air and then with your fabulous uh, wedding uh, DJ business, which I'm so sad this is uh, the last dance for that. Um, if I spend like five hours around you at any given time, I'm ready to poke my eyes out. And this woman has spent 20 years around you. So, I mean, that that is a that is a monumental task this lady has accomplished. She hit the husband jackpot. Oh, yeah. When you think sure. about all the things that I bring to the table here, from charm yeah, and sure. sophistication mm-hmm. and rock-hard abs, oh, yeah. um, she really hit the jackpot. She got the Beach Grove Bradley Cooper. Here's the thing about you and your wife, and you know I loathe you, so this pains me to say, but (laughs) you are, uh, and one of the reasons I've always kind of been friends with you and admired you is you're an incredibly hard worker. You are, uh, I don't think people understand the amount of effort and time you put into your show, the the betting show, the TV show, the wedding business, uh, the DJ business, and your wife has always been incredibly supportive, like 
hey, when you got canned here several years ago and you went to the casino, you know, the, she was behind you as you continue to kind of maneuver across the, the chessboard. And she's always been very supportive of everything you've done. It's a team effort, man. It is a team. And uh, we each got motors, right? We're competitive. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what makes this thing work. Crystal Hammer, the other hammer, the better hammer. Mm-hmm. The crazy coupon lady yeah. who will be on later on today. Well, look at all the celebrity it's brought her now. <laughs> that's right. See, again, look what I've brought to the table here. You're welcome, hon. Mm-hmm. How much did you have to bribe her? Oh, not that much. Okay. I mean, once she hooked up with me once, she was like, I want that every single night yeah. for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. And you would not know this now by looking at him, but when I first met Hammer, he mm-hmm. was a skinny, good-looking dude. I think you were still relatively, this probably would have been, what, 2003, so you guys had just gotten married. You were still putting some sort of effort into your daily appearance. I mean, Hammer- There used to be an athlete in this yeah. body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, look at this now, and you can't tell, but there used to be an athlete here. You said happy 20th anniversary to Crystal Hammer. A hell of a lot has changed since this photo. Most notably, my weight, hairline, and I very rarely have to pay for anymore. Very rarely, only on special occasions. Cheers to 20 more years, assuming she doesn't murder me in my sleep. Even money on the murder thing. If I end up dead tomorrow, <laughs> right, please, I want you guys to name her a suspect number Even one. Even if she didn't do it. Right, yeah. right. Because, let's be honest, if I'm dead tomorrow, she did it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the traditional 20th anniversary gift ah. is China. While China! The, China, while the modern anniversary gift symbol is platinum. So, I'm just going to say that all night long tonight when I finally get home. China! China! <laughs> uh, d- real quick, before, because I want to talk to you about Fetterman last night. You think about the talent we had in that building over there at uh, what was my star, and then it became Intercom, Intercom. in two thousand two, three. Do you remember the smoking box? I'm sorry, what? At my star. Was that your nickname in college, Casey? No. You know what I'm talking about up there? What was that on the second floor? Uh, in the kitchen area. I remember the kitchen area. Do you remember the little closed-off box? No, it was like the smoking neither one room. of us remember this. I think you have made this thing up. No, I totally haven't. No, I, I think, don't. I think you, no, I, think you talk, that, I don't think that ever actually existed. But back to my point about how talented we were. Yes, there was you. There was me. Greg Browning, who's now on the other station that's just slightly ahead of us, was was doing like not weekend. in afternoons. Is not no, 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 no. But in the well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like there were a ton of people who became kind of staples of Indianapolis radio, and we were like total zeros working on the weekends. The little station that could was WXNT fourteen thirty, right? And uh, man, we had a very small signal. It's still around. It's something else now. I still think they have Notre Dame football or something on the weekends. Uh, but yeah, I was doing the sports and stuff. Abdul was the morning show producer. Our friend, the late Andrew Lee, was the program director who went on to do great things in Minnesota. Uh, you was that were before there. or after Tom Deirdrum? Uh, this was after. Okay. Yeah, I got there during the pig vomit era. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say his name. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it was great. And then, you know, Smiley comes in over there yeah. and he brings this big bolt of electricity to the building and he's still over there doing awesome stuff. I talk to those guys every once in a while. All right. Do you watch the debate last night? I did. And again, if 18-year-old Jason Hammer could get into a time machine and see what 45-year-old Jason Hammer was doing with his time last night, yeah. 
streaming on YouTube uh-huh. the Fetterman debate. Yeah. I would have hoped 18-year-old Hammer would have beat my ass last night. I texted Rob and I said, look what you've done to me. Yeah. I said, showtime, Fetterman Oz <laughs> debate. Yeah. Was this tailgate worthy in the uh, the Casey house last night? Were there drinks was, on ice? I was doing the same thing. I was streaming it on YouTube TV, taking notes. It couldn't have been any worse for him. No. And any blue check mark, any Democrat supporter that tells you that this went well for Fetterman <laughs> is completely in the tank. You don't have to be a politico to watch this thing and know that there's something wrong with Fetterman. Right? Like, look, I hope he gets better. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets the help that he needs, but it's perfectly okay to say, this dude's not well, and I don't want him making decisions on my health care. Yeah. What's coming up this afternoon? So, we got the crazy coupon lady. Uh, We've got Miss Casey Daniels in the side piece. We've got Tony Kennett coming by, Uh and the biggest stories of the day. So, it's going to be an amazing show, at least a portion of it. Right. When the ladies are on. When you come on. Yeah. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.